I've always said when we train coaches here, like you're, you don't realize it. You're not telling people how to do something. You're planting seeds the whole way along. So when they get to that point, they act on it and they don't even realize it. You're casting a vision that's so clear that they follow that, that path in a confident manner. So it's not by accident that we get there versus like me against them and pushing back and forth, right? So it a hundred percent is thought leadership. Welcome to the Thought Leader Revolution with Nikki Ballou. Join the revolution. There's never been a better time in history to speak your truth, find your freedom, and make your fortune. Each week, we interview the world's top thought leaders and learn the secrets of how they built a six to seven figure practice. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice. Welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. I'm your host, Nikki Baloo. And boy, do we have an incredible guest lined up for you today. She is one of the top thought leaders in the real estate selling space. I am speaking, of course, of none other than the one, the only, the legendary Kathleen Black. Welcome to the show, Kathleen. Thank you, Nikki. Thanks for having me. It's a real honor to have you on the show. Kathleen, the people that listen to this show tend to be solopreneurs, coaches, consultants, trainers, facilitators, speakers, authors, and some of them are entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs with companies. They're all interested in finding out how they can leverage their expertise to be positioned as a thought leader and expand their business and expand the impact that they make in the world. These are all good people that want to make a bigger impact and make our world a better place while making more money for themselves. And they're really interested in you as our expert guest, sharing with them your hacks on how you've created your thought leadership in your business and brought it to where it is. Tell us your story. Well, yeah, I mean, I think I think just relating most of those things that uh, you have have listed. I mean, I relate to those as well. Right. Coach, trainer, speaker, entrepreneur, business owner. The story, I mean, essentially, uh, like a lot of people, I ended up in my industry, to be honest, somewhat by accident. I got involved in um, purchasing rental properties, uh, flipping them, converting them into multi-unit. And eventually um, my other half uh, at the time had said, you know, why don't you get into real estate. Um, I had a psychology degree. I used to work in dental offices and manage and train people in scripting and, and systems there, but I had never seen the connection. So essentially we were having some trouble kind of, um, getting our realtor to understand our needs as investors, which is pretty common. So it was a push and push and push. And I had very small children. I was already doing property management, a whole bunch of, uh, other things. So I didn't really want to. And long story short, I did. I got my real estate license. And within the first year, I was top 1% in Durham region, top 1% in Toronto Real Estate Board, which is still the largest real estate board in, in North America, which is kind of, uh, a, you know, fascinating in itself. Um, but that led to very quickly starting to work with scripts, work with training, um, you know, improve onboarding processes. And long story short, I ended up within a very 
few couple of years of selling, starting to coach. And I coach specifically on, you know, how do you expand? How do you systemize? How do you leverage? How do you do it in a safe way that you're truly building a foundation that you can elevate from instead of, you know, just throwing things against the wall? We all know how that feels and hoping something sticks. So that company, it turned out, ended up to be in some trouble. I didn't know it at the time, that coaching company. And I became director of coaching and then director of operations. And it came to the point where I said, listen, like, I believe in this company. I want to lead it. I kind of, I need to see what's going on with the books and I'll take over the company and I'll run it. I'll full decision-making at a silent partner. I, I need to own half of the company. So long story short, I got uh, half of the company and I found out it was $160,000 in debt, which for a small business isn't, isn't nothing <laughs> um, and ended up. It's a big to- deal. Yeah, well, yeah. And for the first time running a business, but I look back and everything that made starting my present business easy was what I learned coming out of that hole because being a new business owner, not, you know, comprehending the situation. I mean, it was rumored that they were considering closing the company. And I just, you know, of course I I was looking for the opportunity. I didn't see the problem. I saw the opportunity. Um, So we had problems with content and I took the time years to go through all of our content, our systems, our tools, improve retention, got us completely out of that debt. Um, and we were ready to take the company to the next level. And essentially my silent partner said, Hey, I want to go in a different direction. I want to go more plug and play and automated. And, you know, my heart was in the business. So I ended up to sell the shares and that's, that's how I do what I do now. So I still specialize, um, in expansion and systems and training and mindset, uh, very extensively for consultants approach in the real estate industry. Kathleen, that's a fascinating story. So you, Started off as an investor, you got involved in your business uh, almost by accident, by becoming a, a real estate agent because your your partner at the time suggested it was a good idea. And from there, you became one of the top realtors in your space. And from there, you became an expert helping other realtors learn about how they could replicate your success. That's fascinating to me. Okay. And what's fascinating about it is, is it's not the traditional route a lot of people take into our industry of being experts and thought leaders. Many people who come into this industry just have a desire to help people, have a desire to make a difference. They haven't necessarily done what they're coaching other people to do. They haven't been that realtor who's been successful, but you have been. Talk about how that has helped you hack success and teach it to your clients? Well, I I think, I mean, when I sold real estate, first of all, I mean, I was on, I joined a team, which helped me immensely because the team was connected with the coaching company, but they weren't necessarily as, you know, nothing compared to what we do now. So the experience of knowing what it was like to be within a systemized leverage, you know, scalable business and see the weak spots, see the strengths was vital for me. So I was able to see all the different facets. And, and I've got to say, it's, it's an amazing advantage because when I coach, I look at, you know, if you look at e-myth for me, it's very important to understand the hats, right? Who's the entrepreneur, who's the driver, who's the manager, maybe the coach, the track, or, you know, monitoring the, the bottom line. And then who are our operators and how are all three of those people seeing the playing field or the business goals, you know, our strategy differently. And I truly believe they all are seeing it from very different vantage points. And I, you know, I can't speak for other industries, but in real estate, I mean, we're seeing a move more and more to be needing, you know, um, I don't want to say backers, but needing kind of quality control or, you know, management style. So having been in a systemized environment, I can relate 
that, you know, when you show up in an industry initially and you're trying to build it, the way you feel things might work sometimes are not how they actually work. So the power of uh, training and scaling, but to be honest, I think, I think building the, building the coaching company was what gave me the biggest success in where I am now, because I don't know if anyone's listening might be under another umbrella. The prior company that I ran was under somebody else's name, although they were totally a silent owner, but they were the namesake. So I was building this company the whole time, but I wasn't, and I didn't care about having the name. But when I came and started this company, Kathleen Black Coaching and Consulting, I mean, I had people come like, you've come out of nowhere. How do you coach all these top teams? And how have you done all this? And they really um, couldn't understand how, again, it was that overnight success. And I think, you know, it's it's so important to be able to go, like, I, I think the idea of going towards somebody else's problems and and knowing how to fix them is an opportunity for anyone. Like so many businesses are having trouble or they're having difficulties. And that's where consultants, coaches come into play. I just coached myself on how to turn that company around and to give people hope. I mean, you can go through those years. And when I opened the company here, the first year we did 25% higher gross uh, revenue than the company I left. And the second year we were 50% over the top that that company ever did. And I ran it for five years. So I don't know that it's essentially the success in running a coaching company was just from doing what I did in real estate. I think it was from facing hurdles and understanding how to be fiscally responsible and strategic and also understanding how to build a business without any investment or outside investors and how to stay in the black running events and running coaching and making sure that you can build and reinvest uh, to stay ahead of your clients. Like, People say to me, don't you need investors to start your business? It's like, well, when you run and have to pay off debt and have to make sure that you're making money, you don't even process that idea, right? Just everything has to be successful. So Kathleen, thought leadership is important because we say that as a thought leader, you can generate a seven-figure income and you can, you can have lots of free time. In fact, one of the things we promised in, in, in our programs that we offer to clients is we can help you add 100000 to a $1 million or more a year while working 10 to 20 hours a week less. And the way to do that is through thought leadership. And to me, for you to be a thought leader, you need to have uh, certain pillars in place. Number one is you need to have world-class IP. Number two is you need to have a clear message that solves a specific problem for a very clear mark, a target market or market niche. Number three is you've got to have leverage. You've got to be able to figure out how to leverage your expertise in, in multiple ways across multiple platforms. And then finally, you need to not do it alone. You need to have a peer group. You need to have mentors. I've got this slogan, hashtag don't do 2018 alone. What are your comments on these pillars of thought leadership? Uh, well, I mean, obviously, I, I agree completely. I mean, I think that intellectual property is uh, vital. I, I personally do agree with the argument that we're moving into, you know, the knowledge era, the wisdom era. Um, and I, I don't think uh, it's an option anymore to build things from scratch. I mean, innovation is fantastic and in certain fields makes total sense. But I mean, to 
to innovate without understanding what's already there and building upon, you know, generation after generation after generation of expertise and wisdom, it doesn't make sense. It just doesn't give you the opportunity to get uh, to the top where you could actually create something that doesn't exist, at least not right now in real estate. I've never met somebody who naturally knew how to expand and leverage and scale in every step of, you know, making sure their business has systems and runs uh, fluently because there's messy steps as you evolve. So I personally think the IP is what's going to actually divide people and allow people to be strong despite AI, like artificial intelligence and the risk that people feel with that coming in. I mean, I, I think it's very interesting. Um, our world's probably real estate is probably very similar to other industries, people listening. And I mean, it's going to go to, uh, hey, where can I operate at the lowest overhead and cost versus where can I operate and plug into, you know, the technology, the artificial intelligence, the tools, the intellectual property, but not just the intellectual property of, you know, a script, a system, a presentation, but the intellectual property of how do the best minds perceive this information? Because to me, that's the biggest gap. Right. Anybody can read, you know, how to do something. But if your interpretation of it is completely different from someone who's having success or someone who's evolving, you're going to be capped by your own mind. So um, I think it's it's absolutely vital as as we're transitioning and those a lot of people feel threatened by the IP um, or sorry, the artificial intelligence. And I actually think the, the IP is what's going to allow many people to stand out and have hubs of excellence. No, that's very true. That's very true. So. World-class IP for you to be a thought leader is important. One of the things we say is don't call yourself a coach because if you call yourself a coach, people kind of put you in a box. They think that you deliver that one-on-one coaching model and they won't consider you for things like speaking and they won't consider you for things like facilitating and training. We say position yourself as an authority, as a thought leader. Then you can deliver that authority that authority, that thought leadership in multiple ways. Sometimes you'll speak, you might write a book, you might have a program, an online program, you might do one-on-one coaching, you might do a group program. What are your thoughts on that? Leverage. I I mean, I I guess I'm torn with answering it, to be honest, because I 100% think I have amazing coaching capabilities and I think I'm an amazing coach. And one of the reasons I'm amazing coach is, is the same reason why this business can be hard for me. It's that I actually care about my clients and I care about their results. And I think um, I know that coaching at sometimes gets a negative uh, impact because people see it as, oh, you just talk to somebody, they get paid whether you have results and you don't. And uh, I think that that's the exact opposite of the best coaches out there. And from hearing you talk, Nikki, I'm more thinking, you know, probably the best coaches out there are the best coaches because they are thought leaders and they also do train and speak and, you know, uh, uh, prepare content, whether that's in a traditional book or it's online or in a blog or any other space, because they're passionate about what they do and they want to therefore be in a level of mastery. And coaches who want to operate in a level of mastery are going to attract clients who want to operate in a level of mastery. And they're also going to, you know, push away the people who aren't ready, uh, are not ready to walk into that space. So I've never... You know, if anything, I've always said I'm a performance coach. I, I don't believe, you know, co- in business coaching anymore. I think it's holistic, whole life, optimal living. That's what I believe we do. That gives us an edge in real estate. I've always said when we train coaches here, like you are you don't realize it. You're not telling people how to do something. You're planting seeds the whole way along. So when they get to that point, they act on it and they don't even realize it. You're casting a vision that's so clear that they follow that that path in a confident manner. So it's not by accident that we get there versus like me against them and pushing back and forth. Right. So it, it 100 percent is thought leadership. 
I guess I just never really looked at coaching as a negative, but I also, you know, never was one of those people who said, okay, I've got to have five certifications to feel like a coach. I'm like, I am, I I do what I am, right? That just comes naturally um, Mm -hmm. for me anyways. I absolutely agree. And and it's one of the reasons we say, don't call yourself a coach and label yourself as a thought leader, as an authority in your space, is precisely because a lot of people have certain connotations about coaching. It's not that it's a negative, it's just when someone, especially someone who's relatively new to the to the industry, calls themselves a, a coach and they're out there, it's going to be difficult for them to break out of that box because people are going to say, oh, you're a coach. Okay, so you do one-on-one work, right? And versus if you're known as the expert in the space, they're like, oh, wow, that, that's the person who has that best-selling book, who has that podcast. That person does all those speaking engagements for, for these major organizations. You know, that person does these great group trainings or masterminds. And they've, they've got like a, a team of coaches who helps them do like one-on-one coaching for clients too. It just allows you to leverage what you do and leverage that expertise more than if you're simply just saying, okay, you know what? All I've been doing is I've been a coach. I've coached 20 people at a time. Now I want to try and get out of being coaching. It's just more challenging, not impossible, more challenging than it would be if you were already pre-positioning yourself as a thought leader. I guess so. Like I always saw myself as a specialist and not from an egotistical way, just I always knew I could help people build um, teams and I never saw it as blocking. But I guess to me, everything's I believe in evolving. And I think when you're first working with clients and you're coaching, you learn a lot. You learn a lot about your clientele, their needs, their wants, their feelings, their fears. You, you learn the mistakes that they're going to make. And then, you know, two years later, you you train and present, in my opinion, I train and present differently because I've had hundreds of clients who I watched go down that same hole. And now I know different ways to get people to prevent that. And when I was strong enough and had enough of that experience, I evolved up. But coaching for me gave me an amazing platform for a consistent income that I find a lot of coaches really struggle with. Um, And I was able to leverage that to build up a business and to build up, you know, uh, IP and content and time and speaking engagements. So I understand what you're saying. And I, I, and I do agree completely. It's like online training programs and coaches are becoming a dime a dozen. And they really are. They, they are. And and I voice that I have concerns for, you know, this era of there's so much content out there. How do you differentiate the expert voices? It's crucial for us to do that. And I think to be honest, I guess, I'm not disagreeing with you because I understand completely, but to be honest, I think to be an expert, really, you should have some time in your field with the people who are building or what you're doing so that you can bring that to the table. It helps you to evolve and be a better thought leader. So I guess maybe I saw it as an evolution from coaching to being a thought leader, to be honest, versus a, um, a either or. Maybe that's why. Yeah, no, no, absolutely, 100%. So it's interesting what you said right now around the, 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 the evolution, right? Because you go from starting off in one space and then you go to the next level. A lot of people who come into our industry don't have a belief in themselves, in their ability to sell. And I think selling is really, really important. If you're in the thought leadership space, you need to be good at selling. You need to be good at serving people. I look at sales as service. One of my pieces of thought leadership is sales as an act of love. 
You and I have done some, some back and forth on Facebook around this concept in the past as well. But many people in the industry don't get that. and They don't do that. I know that one of your specialties is helping people sell more effectively by coming from a different context, a different mindset, and having great systems. Talk a bit about that. Yeah, I think probably you're alluding to, I call it a um, consultant's approach. And I truly believe, you know, it's kind of the, the Bruce Lee concept, be like water. I mean, everything that I've ever done successfully in sales, it comes from that concept. It comes from the concept that if I'm neutral and I don't have an emotional charge and I truly come from a place of serving and helping and educating, then I can continue to communicate in situations where other people get their back up or feel that they don't want to be pushy. And I really find in our industry, we've got, you know, the two extremes. And then unfortunately, the spectrum in the middle is the most dangerous because we have one extreme, which is your 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 old school, traditional pushy salesperson, which I believe people are more and more just not interested in, particularly, you know, Canadian audience, but that might be 100% worldwide, actually. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Right. Like we see scripting from some other countries can be a bit more uh, language patterns can be more aggressive, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. But you have that really pushy salesperson on the one side of the spectrum who has a preconceived notion, you know, everybody needs to be a circle and go in a circle peg or square square peg. Great. Then you've got the consultant on the other side who says, I'm going to present all of the information, a logical pattern. And you know what? I'm going to trust. Most people are good. Most people are kind. Most people are intelligent. They are going to pick what's best for themselves and their family. If I give them true, honest, logical information and advice, and I get out of the way. And if it comes to the point where I've miscommunicated, because if they don't understand what I've said, or they don't understand at least the benefits and what I've said, I'm probably miscommunicated, which I take the onus on myself to say, I might be talking with somebody with a different personality or a different language pattern or a different learning style. Maybe they're visual and I'm auditory. How can I adjust myself to explain it differently? Because at the end of the day, if they don't pick me, that's okay. But if they don't understand the value of what I'm bringing to the table, then I've failed. I don't fail if they don't choose me. I fail if I don't educate and communicate. I'm very, very passionate about that. And I find the best in our industry, ironically, our consultants approach, they're not pushing and they're doing phenomenally, like exponentially more sales. Then you've got the person in the middle who's in their head and, you know, it's like, okay, do they like me? Am I being too pushy? Should I say that? Should I have worn this? I don't know. How are they looking at me? And they're so in their head that they don't have a set outcome they're going towards. The consultant has an outcome. The salesperson has an outcome. They're always going to be more powerful than the person in the middle who doesn't know what their intention is and they can't align their tonality, what they wear, what they say, what presentations, right? Like where they park if they're showing up at someone's house. Like All of that is designed to be able to be powerful with our message. So Yeah, I've positioned every single piece of content I've ever made in coaching and real estate or positioned in a consultant's approach. That's brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. And I think that if you're listening to this and you're, you're one of those people that's in the mushy middle and you're thinking, oh my God, I don't want to come across as a pushy salesman or as a pushy sales girl or anything like that, then you need to listen to what Kathleen's saying here right now. Because at the end of the day, if you come from, I want to make a difference for this person, I care about this person, I want to serve this person, my objective every time, like you, is I want to make sure that I serve this person. If I don't get the transaction, that doesn't matter to me. If I don't serve them properly, 
family, that's going to bother me. I'm going to go home and I'm going to be in my head about that and find a way to make sure that next time I'm on the phone with someone, I'm giving them my best. I'm serving them and helping them see things differently. That's what's important. Absolutely. So Kathleen, I know you believe in this because obviously you practice what you preach here, but how important is it for people in our industry to have their own mentors, their own coaches, and be part of their own peer groups? How important is hashtag don't do 2018 alone? I mean, it's, it's vital. It's not just important. It's a make or break because you can't know what you don't know. And that seems so simple, except often it's not like you can't know what you don't know, but also you can't think, you know, what you don't do. It's, it's a complete misconception. So sometimes I find people will go to mentors or trainers go, Oh yeah, but you know, I already know that, or I already heard that, or yeah, I know how to do a business plan. Great. But are you doing one? Right. What are your targets? What are you actually getting done? Because I find, you know, um, for most of us just being kept in that, I call it a reset. Like the best people are constantly doing resets. It's a misconception that they're always, you know, in that perfect straight line. They're not. They veer off as much as anyone else. The difference is they reset much, much faster. And 90% of the time they're locked into habits that serve them. So I think it's those two things. I can't know what I don't know. And my son said it to me. It's a great quote. I don't know who originally said it. I know they did, but we were talking about something in um, business. And my son, a couple of weeks said to me, I'd had to make some big business decisions myself over this past six months. And, um, Um, I I wasn't sure that some people understood the rationale, which, you know, as business leaders, we can get into. And in the end, it doesn't matter. We have to make the decisions that keep us in integrity. But he said to me, he's like, you know, mom, the best leaders lead people where they need to go. It's not always where they want to go at the time or what they see at the time. But he's like, over time, they always see it. If you're leading them where, you know, in your heart, they need to go. And that's why mentorship and leadership works because if you're around people who are in integrity, they're trying to serve, they're coming from a place of purpose, contribution, um, they're always going to be trying to expand and see things on a higher level than where you're at, or at least support your best strategies, right? Your best self, instead of falling into something that might be like, um, to be honest, if I didn't have mentors or even mentors being in books or, or audio training or mentors around me or mentors in myself, like I'm my own mentor sometimes. And I'll say to myself, you know, what would the best leader do in this situation? Even if it's hard, even if at the end of the day, you lost every single client you have, what would the best leader do in this situation? And that's what I do. And I take this, the risk of losing out. And I find if you don't have the idea of mentorship around you in your life, it can be really hard to make those tough decisions and they're vital in business. Well said, really well said. And, and you know what? I also think it's important to, to choose the right mentors, to choose the right peer groups, right? Because let's face it. I mean, you alluded to this in, in the answer to one of my previous questions it, is that Everybody and their brother and their sister are positioning themselves as a coach, as an expert, as someone with a great online program that can completely change your life. But not everybody can deliver the goods. Even some of the most famous people in the industry of personal and professional development these days are offering programs that don't necessarily work anymore. Like, for example, launches. Like, People are saying in online marketing, launches are the way to go. There's still some people that are pushing that, but launches don't work anymore. Launches worked four years ago, but they're not really working anymore. I know tons of people that have spent tens of thousands of dollars. I had a client of mine spend $125,000 on online marketing programs uh, and strategies that some gurus, some well-known gurus gave them that got her goose egg, zero results. 
And that's not good either. You know, there are these young fellas these days, these young men that, that are millennials there in their late 20s or early 30s, and they're putting themselves out there as experts on helping men be better men in life. And I'm, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, how can you do that? You haven't gone through life. You haven't had life kick you in the head a couple of times. So you can figure out, you know, wow, this is some stuff that, that I did wrong. This is some adversity that I faced. And I can actually advise somebody on how to overcome this. And, and, and that's one of my pet peeves is when I see people out there, either charlatan marketers who are deliberately not giving people the goods and are just trying to make money, or people who think it's a really cool idea to be an expert, but when they go out there and, and put themselves out as an expert, they're actually doing more harm than good for the people that they're trying to help. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, part of it, I think, is, you know, we've long been now in the era of social media. And I think, you know, it's 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 kind of goes back to that same wisdom era. I think eventually, you know, I like to think that we're seeing a shift where people are saying it's not enough that you have the technical competence and you can tell me, you know, exactly what to say and how to say it. It's what are your principles? What are your experiences? What are your values? How do you view the world? Because I want to buy into wisdom from somebody who not only has the content, because I can get the content from multiple people, but who has the lens or the perception that's going to honor my life, my beliefs. So I think that that's very important. I think in the self-development world, when everybody's selling, you know, uh, actualization and spirituality, you walk into Indigo in chapters. uh, And I have to say, I mean, sometimes I struggle with it. I'm like, okay, like, how do you ensure that you're bringing high quality content. And I mean, we have, from what I know, we have the highest success rate from individual agent to mega team that I've ever seen, but I still question it. Right. So I think you have to be very careful what you are investing in. And I've seen very often, you know, people come in with a presentation and they're selling like one tiny thing of of that we do. And I'm like, wow, but you know what? They did a great job. They have that gift of sales. You know, I can't knock them for being successful in it, but I can knock them, like you said, if they're not actually following through on what they said they're going to do. So it's a very interesting time for uh, speakers, coaches, uh, consultants, and, you know, people in PR uh, industries, because, yeah, if you can't differentiate yourself with actual results in this type of an industry, I think you're going to have a really hard time. And it's going to get harder, in my opinion. Absolutely well said. And you know what, Kathleen? Um, It's so important for someone who's listening to this podcast to understand that if you're a good person and you have real expertise, you owe it to yourself and to the purpose that God puts you here on this earth to achieve, to go out there and really learn and understand how to position yourself as a thought leader, be seen as that thought leader, so that the people who really need your help get your help. Because otherwise, they're going to have somebody who's good at marketing, good at selling, better at it than you are right now, get their business, and they're not going to get the help they need. And that's the real tragedy, isn't it? hundred percent. I think that's the real tragedy. Yeah. In any, any industry, any position, whether it's sales, thought leadership and, and otherwise. No, brilliantly said. So Kathleen, we wrap up every episode by asking our guest expert, which in this case is you, what are your top three expert action steps you recommend our listener take on to take their business and their life to the next level? 
Um, you know, it's, I'd say if you had have asked me that a couple of years ago, I would have went right into business, 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 but I think it's because I'm so, you know, like a lot of us probably listening, I've been programmed to talk that way for a long, long time. And I find these days I more try to cut to the chase of things for entrepreneur success. I, I truly believe the number one place to start is what you actually want and what you want in all areas of your life. What do you want in all the different areas of your life and what are your values? Because to me, that is my compass. Um, many things that I had to do to be successful in, in this business, uh, like uh, running this business is what I mean, let alone in the past, came with some prices and it came with some criticism. And I can say, looking back, if I had of, you know, 10, 10 years ago, understood exactly my values and exactly what I wanted, I would have allowed myself to make very crucial, important business decisions much quicker and with much greater efficiency. And I would have been able to shut down anybody who had opinions about it. And I think as entrepreneurs, we have to protect our energy, our purpose and our commitments. And often it's the people you won't expect it who sometimes won't support you when you make those tough calls. And I know any like any level of business owner I've talked to really, I used to think, oh, it's just me. And they're like, no, it's, it's everyone because you're not operating the way 98% of the world does when you're an entrepreneur and you're building and you're committed and your values are in line with, you know, I believe I'm here for a purpose. I believe I have a contribution and it's really important to me to safeguard that energy. So number one, maybe number one and two is to know exactly what you want, know what your values are and guide your decisions by those things, not by what's average and what's around you. The second would be probably just investing, like investing in always, if you're in thought leadership, to me, it's very important to always be investing ahead of my clients. So my top clients in my business, I'm always trying to serve in my particular industry, the top 20% of my clientele. So my clientele, 80% of them are top 1% nationally. So I'm trying to serve those huge mega teams in my model, because the easier I make it for them to carve forward, the easier others can walk in their path. And that is crucial. And it can seem exhausting because it's like, you're kidding me. Like we just got this whole thing in place. We have to have the next one, but that's what makes you a thought leader. Again, you're planting that vision ahead of people to make it easier for them to walk that path. That would be the second, um, I think the third is going to be related to the first. And that's just whatever you do, own it. Like I've, I've had so many coaches come to me and say, well, should I invest in this coaching organization or should I wait to coach until I've done this many hours? And, and I respect it, but I don't get it right. You, you are who you, whatever you're going to do, own it like a hundred percent embody it with every single piece of who you are. Because if you don't do that, you're not going to get the opportunities that you need. You're going to get knocked over at the side before you even walk into who you are capable of becoming. So you have to really like, if you're want to be a coach, you want to be a thought leader, you want to be successful. And I don't know your audience might be like, I'm already successful, Kathleen. You're not talking to the right demographic. So I apologize if I am, but I think end of the day, anything we're doing, we have to already see ourselves as that before the world sees us that way. And that's what brings it into fruition. Well, those were amazing expert action steps. And listen, people listening to this show are at various levels of success. There's some people who are just getting started and there's some people who are making several million dollars a year as thought leaders, right? What I can tell you is this, 
everyone who's listening to this show is interested in making a difference in the world. Everyone who's listening to the show wants to make more money for themselves. They want to live their dreams. They want to take care of the people they care about. They want to live that life for purpose. So that they all have in common. And I think what you just shared with them absolutely is going to make a massive difference for all of them. So thank you for that. And listener, if you're listening to this and you're in the real estate space and you are part of a team or you lead a team, you definitely want to check out Kathleen Black Coaching and Consulting. You want to find out about the incredible systems she helps teams put into place to take their income and their impact to the next level. Kathleen runs a huge annual event that she's done for realtors for the last several years. This year, she's opening it up to other entrepreneurs. It's all about systematization, using the Michael Gerber E-Myth Revisited type models to help you take your business, your sales organization in a systemized fashion to the next level so that you can take time off and you can live the life that you deserve. Kathleen Black is the real deal. Make sure you go to her website. Make sure you consume her content. If you're in real estate, hire her or hire one of her coaches to work with you. And if you have an opportunity to come to Toronto in November and do her event, you better be there. That's what I have to say to you. And if you're wondering yourself, do you think I could be the next Kathleen Black? Do you think I could have intellectual property out there that's making a difference and helping people? If somewhere in your heart you want that, or maybe you have that, but it's not there to the extent that you want it to be, you want to get off that plateau to get to the next level, you're a good person and you deserve to make the difference you were born to make, then jump on a call with me or a member of my team. Let's help you understand what your expertise is. Let's help you refine your expertise if you've got a clear idea of what it is. Let's help you figure out how you can commercialize it so you can add 100K to a million dollars or more a year to your practice while working 10 to 20 hours a week less. Kathleen Black, Thank you so much for being on the show today. You are awesome. Come back anytime. Thank you, Nikki. My pleasure. So great to connect with you. Oh, the pleasure's all mine. That wraps up another episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. If you want to find out more about today's incredible guest, go to thethoughtleaderrevolution.com. Check out our show notes. And if you want to find out how you can use thought leadership to take your practice and your income and your impact to the next level, go to ecircleacademy.com forward slash appointment. That's ecircleacademy.com forward slash appointment. Jump on the phone with me or a member of my team and we'll be sure to help you out. It's absolutely free. There's no obligation. We want to help make the world a better place. We want to make our dent in the universe by helping you make your dent in the universe because you deserve to live the best version of your life. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, goodbye.